Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN, the show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner. And I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankhurst, alongside my trusty companion, Ron Greenbaum. How's it going, Ron? It's doing great, Adam. I guess I'm trusty this week, huh? <laughs> yeah, you are. You, you've really made a name for yourself finally after all these years, so I'm happy to see it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, exactly. But we're we're super excited because we have a extra special awesome guest this week, the one and only Laura Holt, the corp of corporate partner at Calfi. How's it going, Laura? It's it's going really well. And you know, thanks for having me and for extending the patience of of Job and the IT troubleshooting. So I oh, appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I know that it's always nothing. something. That was nothing. Believe oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've had there's 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 always a little bit of crazy stuff going on behind the scenes, but we make it work at Grow Like a Pro, so we're excited. <laughs> but Absolutely. yeah, we 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 always kind of like to you know start with how you doing and and who are you? So why don't you take us away, Laura? What's what's been going on? So so I am a corporate attorney at Calfee Halter Griswold. Um, which has been around for about 120 years. It's headquartered in Cleveland. Uh, I'm a mother. I am a, a soon-to-be stepmother if they allow weddings in the times of Corona. Um, oh, so I've got we've got three kids and and two dogs. Um, I have the most wonderful man in the world. I'm so blessed and, and really good friends. So. That's that's me in a nutshell. I think Ron at some point will probably bring up that yes. I was a Wolverine at some point, but I went to Ohio State for law school, and it was it was just transactional. They paid for my tuition, so please don't <laughs> hold it against me. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that was that was that was a pretty funny thing to see. I was when I was doing a little bit of research, I was like Michigan, oh, but then Ohio State. So I think so. So people will hopefully forgive you oh, there. Everybody so. gets <laughs> smart at some point in their life. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, I will say when I, I met Coach Tressel once. And he signed a, a football for me that said, go Bucks, go blue. And he said, you know, if you can get Lloyd to sign this, I'll pay a lot of money for it. And I said, coach, oh, I'm wow. not, I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. So yeah. are you from, are you from Columbus or Ohio or where, where are you from originally? I am. I, I was born in, in Akron, um, but, oh, okay. we, but for the most of my childhood, I, I grew up in Columbus. And has, uh, has lawyer kind of always been the plan or, or what's, what was kind of the journey that led you to, you know, going to law? A hundred percent. So in third grade, um, I, I read To Kill a Mockingbird, right. And just, yeah. I wanted to be Atticus Finch. And then I watched The Godfather. My parents were obviously not big on censorship. So I watched <laughs> The Godfather and I wanted to be, you know, Tom Hagen. So I, you know, I told, I told my dad, I said, I'm, I'm going to be a lawyer. Right. And he said, all right, fine. You know, and he sent me to work with his labor attorney. Um, and I, I came home and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to litigate, you know, for the rest of my life. And I'm not a litigator. I would have been a terrible litigator, but I did end up a lawyer. So gotcha. but I'm, I'm a deal girl. I don't have to go in the courtroom. Um, I get along with opposing counsel. Nothing's adversarial. It's wonderful. So that's, that's interesting. So like, so before all this, you know, coronavirus craziness, so that, so your, your major focus was in kind of the corporate world is, is basically what you were saying? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a deal girl, right? So, um, a half of my practice is representing companies, whether they are, uh, emerging, you know, new companies, you know, developing technologies, services, 
what have you, all the way up to billion-dollar family-owned private equity-backed businesses, sort of serving as their outside general counsel, consigliere, helping them with mergers and acquisitions, uh, critical stage growth. And then the other half of the practice is representing lenders. So banks, uh, mezzanine lenders, family offices, and investors. So it's really just all about growth. Growth and then, you know, some of the most satisfying transactions are helping business owners sell what they've built over over many decades. Those are the ones that, you know, you if you aren't brought to tears at closing, you don't have a heart because it's pretty amazing to see people reap the rewards of of what they've sown. Definitely. You know, that's actually how I met uh, Laura through a banker. Uh, you know, I'm involved right now in numerous transactions, uh, mergers, acquisition, all, all the above, actually, nonprofits. So uh, that's it was uh, incredible, really, that uh, uh, we met at this time. Yes, those, those were one of those, you know, we have that initial contact conversation with, with somebody you've never met before, especially now, it's harder, right, on the phone versus in person. In person, I feel like I get that gut instinct even earlier, right? Like, is this somebody that I can be helpful um, to? Is this somebody that we, we will connect on an ethical and enthusiasm level? Um, but we, we had that conversation and I came away and I was like, you know what? Ron and I are going to figure out a way to work together. You know, we just, you know, we matched. Absolutely. That's well, that's, yeah, that's, that's exciting stuff. And relationships are everything in, in business and in life. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how you get things done. And that's really, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the transactions I'm doing right now, um, is with somebody that th- this is amazing that we got to pretty much, uh, we're on the runway ready to take off on a, on a pretty big, uh, you know, stock purchase for me. And, uh, I've only known the gentleman for about a month and a half, but, uh, this is going to be a handshake kind of situation. I mean, obviously we need uh, legal papers, but very, you know, I've, I've very rarely gotten a situation where, you know, it's all about trust in, in any kind of transaction. And I think based on what our conversation is, I think that's that's the important part is being able to trust all parties, including obviously the attorney that's handling it. Yes, yes. I'm, and and I, I truly believe that you are a reflection of the people you surround yourself with, right? And so if you are selective about that, with who your partners are, who your friends are, who your, um, your life partner is, right, um, that you you elevate each other right and so if you're going into a business venture i have offered uh pre what's almost premarital counseling right for business partners and some of the some of the best takeaways have been people that have said you know what we're we're great friends but we we shouldn't be in business together right and that we would rather just keep our friendship because we have we are going to end up on opposite sides of this and then other times people have said, you know what, I was reticent about this, but no, we, we absolutely should go into business together. We are of the same mind, right? And we have the same sort of uh, guiding star. So, you know, that that is important. Yeah, I think I think it's all about that. I mean, especially 
in today's day and age where everything is so different, like you said, you can't meet people in person. You're doing a lot of stuff over Zoom calls and virtually and stuff like that. I mean, it's I feel like it's even more challenging to, to find the right people and people you can trust. So I think it's really important to to, like I said, know what you're going into, know who the relationships, who the people you're working with are. And that's one of the reasons that I'm super excited to have you on the show today is to kind of talk about this, you know, quote unquote, new world we're living in and how it's kind of changed your journey and how it's affected you and kind of the stories you've seen and the people, because a lot of, a lot of listeners I'm sure are going through similar situations to things I'm sure you've dealt with. So I think getting your perspective could be super valuable. No, I, and I'm happy to share those stories. I have seen so many beautiful things, beautiful acts, um, and you know, social media aside, where there's so so much divisiveness and criticism. Um, these middle market companies, these nonprofits that are working so hard, right, just to make sure that we have an economy on the other side of this. I mean, they're absolutely inspiring, and I'm I'm lucky just to be on their team. But it, it it is a really incredible thing. Yeah, it's uh, it really is, and I'm like I said, I'm super super excited to dive into more about like like I said, some of these stories and really getting into the nitty gritty with stuff because I think it's super fascinating to see how people are surviving and handling and hopefully succeeding in these crazy times. So we really look forward to learning about that. So make sure you stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of really interesting stuff in these next few segments. So stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Laura Holt from CalFee. And we're back once again to talk about Laura's journey in the world of law. And in this segment, we're really going to focus in on how that role has changed with the onset of the coronavirus pandemic and, you know, dealing with companies who you know, all their plans for 2020 are just completely out the window and everybody's changed and working from home and things that they want to do today are now being pushed back and everything is just all tipsy turvy. But, you know, I think having a good partner in the law like Laura and, and, you know, working with those can really make a huge difference. And I'm just very curious, Laura, from your perspective, how have things changed and what have you seen as we've progressed deeper and deeper into this, you know, craziness we're living in right now? Well, I mean, I think the biggest difference has been most middle market companies don't have to be tracking what DC is doing every single day, right? Um, we are we are used to just ignoring that, uh, building out our business, eye on the market, eye on opportunities, uh, and, and then all of a sudden that came to a slamming halt, right? And they, there was a fixation on relief packages. Uh, I remember there's an article from the Walmart uh, CEO at one point said. We are now at the, the panic buying stage of hair clippers, right? At first, it was hand sanitizer, then toilet paper, then peanut butter. Now you can't get hair clippers. And that's how it felt, right? With the relief packs, where yeah. people were, were yeah, you know, the emergency disaster loans. Then they were, you know, families first, and then the payroll loans. And it was interesting as, as, as an attorney, because you had two full-time jobs. Usually, I am telling them, this is the the snapshot of law at this time, right? And then maybe it changes slightly over five years, right? 
this, you know, I, I was saying, hey, I was updating, you know, refreshing on the Treasury website at 11 p.m. But my advice is good until the SBA issues additional guidelines, possibly tomorrow at 3 p.m. And then we have to change strategy. So it, it, it was different in that respect. And that, I mean, the, the amount of agility that these businesses had to have with real consequences, really high stakes. And then the human element. Right. Where you are on the phone uh, with people and I wish it could have been in person Right, you're on the phone with people that have built businesses and they're having to look at laying off people that have worked there for decades and you're crying with them. Right. And and you're looking at options and you wish you could just hold their hand. Um, but it, it, it was really high stakes. And I will say I am so proud of everyone that I have have worked with and for during this. Um, we had we had a really uh, beautiful, inspirational moment that happened. One of our clients has nine nursing homes that was experiencing an outbreak back in, uh, I believe it was March. And they were desperate. They had no PPE. They were so desperate. They reached out to their counsel, to one of my partners, and said, we have people that are going to come into work tomorrow. We had ordered them, but they got stopped at the border. The PPE did. Um, we're going to have people coming into work tomorrow and, and they don't have anything, you know, is, do you have anything? Do you know anybody? And my partner sent out an email to our law firm and I immediately thought of a a veteran owned business that I'm so lucky to represent that is, you know, has, has PPE access. And I, and I called him and I said, what, you know, what can you do? And he said, well, how many masks do they need? My partner tells me, hey, they said they'll just take five and reuse them. Can you imagine? Oh, right? Can you imagine? So I go back, you know, and I, and I talk to my client. I said, they, they said they'll take five. They'll reuse them. He said, have your partner come over. You know, we'll, we'll um, assist. So my partner drives over to their, you know, my client's office. And um, my client gives them 310, every last box that they had oh, all of right. And my partner is driving. This is like literally within two hours of the distress cry. You know, oh he is God. driving the PVE to the nursing homes and the general counsel at the time was on the phone with all of these people. He had just told, Hey, you might have to come into work tomorrow with nothing, you know? And he, my partner arrives with 310 and got a standing ovation. People oh. crying. I mean, just amazing. And meanwhile, I'm calling my client. I'm like, what are you doing? You just gave away every single one of your PPE, right? (laughs) Like, you know, are you sure? And he said, you know what? We are veterans. We're a veteran owned business, veteran employed business. We have always served. We will always serve. Like they just need to look out for their people. And I, you know, of course that, I mean, that just brings you to your knees as far as the, the kind of like human sacrifice and beauty um, and I, 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 he would, he would kill me if I mentioned his company's name. <laughs> he, he didn't want any publicity for it, no credit for it. So, you know, that's like right now the, not in my gut, I just want to shout it from the rooftop, but yeah, really. Just, well, Laura, you know, I, I think there's a lot of st- stories like that, that are not being publicized. You know, I call it a political pandemic. You know, we actually are involved in PPE in a major way. Uh, with uh, disinfectants, masks, things like that. And, you know, 
I sent masks to Cincinnati, Ohio, to a doctor who said that uh, this works at a major hospital, said they were having him wear paper thin surgical a mask that you know you you throw away and uh he was going into nursing he he's a doctor also he happens to be my nephew and he told me the story of how what they were doing because the ccd you know these guidelines things like it, it's you know we could talk a long time about it but it's really ridiculous uh the fact that uh nobody really understands or tries to understand what people companies or people are going through. Uh, and I see it every day because we are in that business. So you're right. The fact they gave away those masks, that's, that's just wonderful. And, uh, you know, there, there are, you know, people and companies that are certainly, uh, rising to the occasion despite everything that's going on. Well, and that's, and that's, something that came of it that was so they allowed me to publish a first alert on this without mentioning their names right this is mm -hmm. small business 50 employees and when we published that the incredible response to your point ron about how under you know um publicized this is the response we had all of these clients that were emailing us and saying hey we have hand sanitizer we have masks if there's other people in need we can provide, you know, these gloves, like they all wanted to do something. And I think that, you know, that's the powerful part of it is people, when they're feeling helpless, they love being able to do something, right? Move the dial, have a win for the day, you know, um, because it can be grueling if you just get bogged down and, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see whether or not I qualify for X, Y, Z, or if, our customer is going to survive this next, you know, quarter. It, it's it's a nice thing for people to feel like they can serve. I think it's super interesting too, because as terrible as these times are, and as some would say, like as dark as these times are, it's amazing what a even the smallest spark can do for people. Like it shows, you know, it shows the good side of humanity and people rising up to these occasions and helping others. And obviously, you know, a lot of times on the news, you hear about the terrible things and stuff like that, but there are so many good people doing such great things. And like you said, sometimes it just takes that spark because there's probably a lot of people out there who like are like, I want to help, but I don't really know how. So seeing something like this inspires them in different ways. Oh, I, I am huge on celebrating wins. I, that's part of my business philosophy. I think even the smallest of wins, get the pinata, get the champagne, right? Yeah. Um, use the good china. Right. I, I do think that it creates momentum. Building on success is important. There's no question about it. And, and just recognizing, right, when you've had it, when you've had a win for the day and that they don't always come. But um, yeah, no, that was I mean, that was a great. Day. And I think that that was a you know, that's a company that's now booming. It's going to quadruple in size. I don't think that that's a coincidence. I don't I think that's uh. karma. Yeah, definitely. I completely, completely agree. Well, that's once again, we really appreciate you sharing that story. And yeah, and hopefully there's so many more out there like that. So just try to look for them and find them because they're definitely out there and see what else you can do to help other people in need. And we look forward to coming back on our next segment and talking a little bit more about some of these experiences that you've, that you've had in this uh, pandemic times. And we look forward to coming back after this short break on 610 WTVN.
Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Laura Holt from Kelfie. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about how times have, have changed and how things have happened in the coronavirus pandemic and all this kind of stuff. But we also like digging a little deep, even though it's, you know, not the always the greatest thing, but some of the obstacles are other things that, you know, our guests have, have been through and how they've overcome came them and how they've kind of, you know, changed them as a person, because part of the journey to success is some bumps along the road. And we kind of like diving a little bit deeping and giving people a different perspective on stuff. So Laura, we always like to ask, is there something that you kind of want to share that might give a little perspective or different, different angles for people who are listening? Yeah. So I, I think when it comes to uh, challenges or difficulties or, or those times in life where you just you don't know how you got there. I, I was fundamentally formed by, you know, two things. So one, um, <clears throat> I am Jewish and absolutely all of our holidays are they tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. Right. <laughs> yes. And so, like, you, and you just retell those stories, you know, <laughs> and, and the other part is I have two parents that are artists. I mean, most of my family on both sides are artists. I'm sort of the black sheep lawyer. Um, and, and they, my maiden name is Drangowski. Don't try to spell it, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we had a family, like our family crest, if we ever, you know, had such a thing would be, there's a right way, a wrong way and a Drangowski way. So, um, <laughs> 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 yep, most Jewish families. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to. And so, you know, when when I when I've hit turbulence um or you know, I've, I've seen people hit turbulence, it's it's always, you know, you had a plan, right? But like maybe maybe that was not a good plan. Maybe you weren't supposed to have that plan. Maybe this is a blessing. So, you know, one of the one of the hardest times in my life that I'm so grateful for um, is when I, I was transitioning firms um, from my prior firm to Calfee. At the same time, I was going through a divorce, and I had a you know four year old child, and she is you know she's my world, and now I'm blessed with you know two soon to be stepchildren, right? Um, and but Milo, she was my world, and all all I cared about right was getting her through that, but also you know being able to get my clients through transitioning to a new firm, making sure that their, that their business was uninterrupted, that they were taken care of. I love hard. I love my clients. Right? I mean, yeah. I, I am absolutely obsessed with the client experience. And so going through that on the personal and professional level, I learned that I have the best friends in the entire world. I mean, people, people just showed up for me and a lot of times, you know, I, I show up like that. I'm a friend like that, but I never expect it in return, right? It just, it, it fuels my heart. I have psychic currency from being helpful to people. But the ways in which people showed up as far as, you know, childcare, a good bottle of bourbon, um, one, you know, one person, um, you know, one person got me to listen to more Stevie Nicks. Right. Which was wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and I ended up, you know, realizing that if you don't register something as trauma, right, then the people around you don't either. And so my daughter had a really actually easier transition than I had expected. 
And I think it's because, you know, my ex and I did a really good job of not showing her that this was a traumatic event. It was a change, but it wasn't traumatic. And I've kept that lesson, right? As far as now that I am an equity partner at Calfi, um, and as a board member at nonprofit boards, if you lead by showing people this is not traumatic, right? This is this is an opportunity. It's a change, but it's it is not going to shape you. It's not going to leave a scar. It's going to be an a, an adaption, right? Um, and you are absolutely capable of this and getting through this and thriving through this. It it just reminds you like what your ability is. You know, to set that tone, to have an impact on the the mood of the room. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's such a it's such a, a great lesson to learn, because like you said, I mean, everyone's got stuff going on behind the scenes and doing stuff like that. But as a leader, as someone who is, you know, looking to inspire people and get through crazy times, you do have to, you know, you have, you have to lead the right way. You have to be shoulder to shoulder with your soldiers, as it were, and and really setting that example. And I think it's, you know, it's a lot easier said than done, especially with all the craziness going on, especially, you know, you were going through that tough time with divorce and I'm sure there were some pretty dark days and everything like that. But I think it's incredible too, that you kind of brought up how your daughter saw things and how it's all about different perspective and seeing people seeing things in a different light. And you know what, probably, you probably took a lot of strength from your daughter during that, that, that segment of your life too, I would bet. Oh, kids are amazing. They're amazing and they're absolutely resilient and they are really good at reminding you um, to have humor. Uh, you know, I, right. I, I know, you know, we said this, we said this earlier, sort of, you know, we call it offline, off recording, but I know that, that Ron considers himself the minister of enthusiasm. I consider myself the minister of shenanigans. So <laughs> I love it. You know, we, we were told last week, you know, in, in no uncertain terms to absolutely, you know, we are to be committed to boosting morale. Right. And I think that's a great message for partners and my way of boosting morale, you know, is shenanigans, office pranks. I'm known for them. So I went into our office last week. It's a gorgeous office. It's downtown, um, beautiful furniture. Um, and all the common areas are sort of blocked off with like police caution tape to keep people from mingling, right? It's very responsible. Yeah. But it's so different than the beautiful space we're used to working in, right? Um and so I went in and I, I grabbed my, my partner, Billy, who I love. He's a brilliant intellectual property attorney. And I said, I need you to lie down in a contorted position. And he didn't even ask questions. He was like, okay, where? So I, was, so I, we, we, I brought him to like the common room and I got out painter's tape and I did like a chalk outline, right? Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> right? And um, we just, you know, both went back to our offices and it was so fun to just listen you know, this now quiet office as people walked in to get a water or whatever to the kitchen and just hear people belly laugh, right? As they saw like the body outline next to the caution tape. Um, oh my gosh. I think that's important. I think shenanigans are important. I think that like that's that's my way of boosting around, right? Is Yeah. You know, Laura, I, I totally agree with you. You know, one of the things I, I feel, you know, is super important for me as a you know CEO and owner of a number of businesses is keeping everybody uh, safe, obviously. But uh, you know, it, it's really everybody. You know, what I find is people are just scared, and 
you've got to you've got to make them feel like there's nothing to be scared of. So, you know, I think it's important. Two things to me right now it's it's important to speak truth. Truth is something that is you know it just doesn't almost exist anymore in our world. And I had a meeting the other day, and that's what I said to everybody. I said I'm here to speak truth to a number of people who, uh, again, if you, they they after the meeting, they were like, thank you just so much for telling us how things are. And I feel better about things. And, and, and I think that you're right. Humor is also to me, extremely important. And, uh, you know, again, that's why, um, I don't necessarily just call myself the minister of enthusiasm. That title was given to me about 30 years ago by my staff at the time. And, uh, I realized that that was really, really important that if I'm not enthusiastic or, you know, if, if you feel what was me and like you're saying at your office, you're a partner, you know, you, it's important to keep everybody's spirits and morale up today more than ever. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's so true because as dark as times are and as sad as things are, like you do have the choice to just be sad, but like being sad isn't going to make things better. You have to you have to laugh, or it's just too awful to take it otherwise. Like there is joy and laughter to be found in these, even in these dark times, and that's those are the moments that can get you through things. And I think it's really important not to forget that that just wallowing in your sorrow doesn't won't really make a difference. So you can choose to hopefully have some fun, like our minister of shenanigans over here, which I absolutely <laughs> love. So you know, unfortunately, we are coming to the end of this segment, which means we only have one segment left with the wonderful Laura. But we she has some awesome stuff that she's working on and that she wants to talk about, and she's very passionate about. It, and we look forward to diving into that before we unfortunately have to let her go. So make sure to stay tuned for. One more segment of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Laura Holt from CalFee and... Like I said in our last section, unfortunately, we only have one more segment with Laura, which is very sad to me personally, but we're excited to hear more about kind of what she's working on now and what the things that are really she's passionate about because she was mentioning one of the biggest things, which I know a lot of people are dealing with now with, you know, schools being closed and quarantine happening and all this kind of stuff is how people deal with childcare and, and taking care of your young ones that usually had a pretty solid schedule. Now everything's kind of up in the air. So Laura, what, what, what have you been kind of working on or, or dealing with, or what perspective can you offer people who are, you know, dealing with some of these crazy situations? Yeah. So one uh, initially just empathy. Right now. Yeah, I have, exactly. I, I, That's where it I starts. Have an eight, seven, and six-year-old. Um, we we did the online schooling that was definitely reactive. Like, I mean, it's pretty incredible what the principals and teachers were able to put together, uh, considering how rapidly uh, you know coronavirus developed. But yes, online schooling an eight, seven, six-year-old who they definitely can't sort of do it on their own. They're not autonomous yet with the technology. While, you know, I have a full-time job, my fiance is in private equity, you're slinging, you know, you're slinging like corn dogs into kids' mouths while Zoom meetings, you know, you're, you're on a conference call and kids are, are telling you that the dog pooped on the carpet, right? So you just, <laughs> you are, <laughs> empathy is the first thing yes. I can offer. Um, secondly, before this happened, 
you know, I, I, just, I am lucky enough to be serving my second term um, for Action for Children. And it's a nonprofit in central Ohio that was started by a group of mothers that realized uh, if, if all children don't succeed, our children won't succeed. So even if our children are, are sort of privileged or um, able to sort of thrive in their private education or, or have access to high quality early child care, you know, the whole community loses if we don't have um, that access for all children. And so it's, it's, it's a nonprofit founded around, let's make sure all children are cared for, educated, kindergarten ready. And we support parents and child care providers, whether they are at the, you know, most um, expensive, you know, child care provider in town, or it's the, you know, grandma down the block who is taking care of six kids that live in her neighborhood. That how do we make sure that they have access to resources to make sure children thrive? And so um, that's that's been tough, right? For this for this nonprofit, we had to adapt a lot, especially you know with with um, you know a lack of resources or funding and childcare getting shut down. And we were trying to figure out a way as a board how do we connect to our constituents? How do we still, you know, how do we help our parents? How do we help our children? How do we help our daycare providers? And this is what I love about this organization. I will tell you, it was 8 a.m. on a Friday, which is never when you want to catch me at my best, ever, (laughs) right? And we were on a board call and, and we were trying to figure out how do we connect? How do we continue to raise funds for this worthy cause? And I said, listen, parents are in a crunch right now. I mean, we have one beautiful half hour a day right now where Grampy calls and we call it the Grampy story time. Um, and he will uh, read a story on an iPad to our three kids so that my fiance and I can go out on the porch and have a bourbon. Maybe I'll panic cry. I don't know. Right. <laughs> so like it's, it's Anything's you know, possible, just right? a half hour of just relief, you know, and the kids love it. They love it, right? It's so much fun. They look forward to every single night, 7 p.m. It's a way for them to connect with their grandfather. And so I said, what if we did that? What if we did, like, instead of parents' night out, we, what if we did, like, parents' night in? And we had somebody, you know, we had local celebrities uh, uh, read a book to children. And parents could just have that half hour, you know? And the, and the kids could continue to read and learn over the summer. And what I love with this nonprofit, they were all like, yeah, let's do it. We'll figure out intellectual property rights. We'll figure out how do you how do you even go about getting something recorded like that during quarantine? Uh, and in three weeks, in three weeks, our team threw this together and they got Mina Harris, right, Kamala's niece, to license for free to this little central Ohio nonprofit the rights to her book that, that she wrote. And she wrote it. To um, one, because she wanted there to be more children's book stories that showcased black female protagonists, right? And so it's about these um, two black children who really want a playground in their um, in their apartment building complex, right? And the underlying thesis of the book is you can't do everything, but everyone can do something. And so we got Mina Harris to license us that. She's on the video. Um, we got all these different local celebrities, football players, Blue Jackets players, 
leaders, you know, of various businesses, the Huntington Bank, you know, president, and they all read different pages of this book. And we called it Parents Night In. And so, um, you know, it was a fun thing to be a part of, to see how fast we can sort of adapt and connect. And we raised four times as much as we wow. thought we would, right? To be able to give um, children access to books and education over the summer, which is usually when kids get left behind. Um, yeah. So I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud that, of you. fantastic. Them. You know, I, I have a special needs daughter that uh, is in a uh, once a week reading program as well and look online and just looks forward to it like nothing else she does all week long. So, you know, that, that, that's just incredibly important to have that type of uh, organization to be able to, to do these things for people more, more now than ever and kids especially. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, especially with with kids being at home so much more often, I feel like a lot of tricks and parents playbooks are running out pretty quickly. So it's nice when there's these new avenues for them to, like you said, keep engaged, keep learning and have some, you know, fun way to do it. Yeah. How can people reach you to to help in, in any of the things that you're doing? Uh, is there a website or how, how can they how can they participate? Sure. I mean, so, I mean, I, I actionforchildren.org, right, is, is the website if you're interested in, in participating with that. Absolutely. And then me personally, I mean, um, my email address is lhult at calfee.com. So if people have resources, I'm happy to connect them because sometimes you just need the right person to help you within an organization. And I love being a dot connector. So I am absolutely help, happy to help people find the right resources but actionforchildren.org. Yeah, and I know you also do a lot of work with, you know, women. You, you founded a group called Women in Transactions, which I wish we had more time to get into. But uh, if people are more interested in that, what was, do you have like a really quick elevator pitch or how people can find out more about that? Sure. So it's, it's a subchapter of the Association for Corporate Growth, which is, you know, uh, multinational nonprofit focused on corporate growth. It's mostly in-person networking. So we have struggles of our own. Uh, but yeah. we, but we've been pretty innovative and creative. We are, you know, we're doing a happy hour tomorrow where we have somebody teaching us to make the perfect mojito. Um, we have wonderful, you know, programming around uh, diversity and inclusion in the corporate workplace. How do we um, operate as good allies? How do we make sure that we are we have um, lived up to the ethic ethics and initiatives that we've committed to? And then, honestly, how do we support one another, right? And how do we support, uh, you know, people within our industry and women within our industry and connect one another and, and work to create a bigger uh, economy? But it's all, it's all based on, uh, you know, there's enough, there's enough for everyone, right? Yeah. And I am so blessed in, in transactional law. When I hear women lawyers, women bankers, women accountants talk about their competitors, they speak so highly of them. And so support. I mean, it is a wonderful transactional community. Central Ohio is it just as far as like women supporting women. It's, it's a pretty powerful, incredible group of people. And that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, if people want to get involved with that, how would they how would they find out more? ACG Columbus. Right. And so it's a subchapter of that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 
Well, that's great. Well, Laura, we really truly appreciate you taking the time yeah, to, it's been great. to spend yeah to spend this morning with us and share some of your insight and tips and stories and. I mean, it's just, it's great to see people like you out there doing good stuff and helping supporting people and doing some good, good things in these dark times. So we really appreciate you coming along for the ride. And Ron, once again, thank you as always for joining me on this journey and listener, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to coming back each and every week with a new story on Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN.